was the best of times. It was the worst of times. It was the best. It was the best. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. It was the best. And we're cooking with gas. Welcome to Shaking Not Noob, episode 21, the podcast that fuzzy read the top line. Uh, welcome to Shaking Not Noob, the podcast that news. <laughs> That's it. There's no line. <laughs> I forgot to make a line. <laughs> Smooth operator. <laughs> I'm your host, Duty, and with me as always for a 21 strikeout rate, fuzzy Dan. Muzzle top. Muzzle <laughs> We're finally men, you know, 21, you know. Molotov. Molotov. <laughs> yes, it's it's exciting, mate. 21, we're, we're moving and grooving. I can't believe it's been 21 episodes. That's exciting. Yeah, well, we always do course shenanigans on, on Nerd and, and previously on, on Whom Spoke the Puns. Previously on. And then we just generally talk shit anyways. That's right, yes. So it's basically nothing. <laughs> nothing, yes. It's been a whole lot of nothing, so... Up to this point, you've completely wasted your life on the previous 20 episodes. <laughs> we get we got an audience today. Yeah, it's pretty exciting. People are pointing at us. Uh, how are you, Fuzzy? How you been? I have had a very interesting week, gaming-wise. So, yeah, I played some very interesting games. We will talk about that today because I've got a lot to say about a number of games that I am have feelings with. for. Yes. Uh, how about yourself, buddy? Shit, what have I been doing? I've gone back uh, because this week I'll be reviewing the new Rainbow Six Siege operator, so I've been doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been getting a little bit uh, cheeky with Rainbow Six as well, Ooh. which I'll go into as well. When Ooh we la la. And uh, we got, f- fuck, actually for once, a bit of gaming news. We like, do, it's been a big week. Yes, yes. Lots going on. Should we dive straight into it? You go first because I can see you already got one on your phone. And I do, and it's pretty freaking exciting. Uh, it's been announced, uh, I believe, 17 hours ago, according to PC Gamer, that Lucasfilms has been unexpectedly resurrected by Disney. Yes. Wow. Bye-bye, EA. <laughs> I'm, I'm wondering what this will be in regards to, are they going to take the license back from EA? Are they going to do remasters of, of beloved games like the Jedi Outcast series? Sure. And stuff like that. Because like, wh- remasters are becoming the big thing. Yes, absolutely. They're, they're getting bigger and bigger, and to be honest, a lot of people said Resident Evil 2, and then Resident Evil 2 came out, and we got that. Like, maybe there, there is a lot of love for the old-school Star Wars games, and if they turn around and go, yeah, we're doing a complete remap remaster of them. Yep, exactly I'm all for that. Wanted, yeah. I mean, that, that could be great, but I think, I really think this signals a sign of the times from everything that's happened with EA and how they've fucked up everything uh, with the Star Wars series. And, we're, you know, they had the big investors meeting earlier this year and uh, with yeah. Disney, and they were talking about potentially, you know, this maybe, you know, might have been a little bit of a stuff-up, but talking about changing of the guard, essentially, when it comes to gaming. So, I, I two, really think... Two games in six years. Yeah, and the rest of it's on mobile. They need to really refresh the brand, and look, this may, may be the way to do it. Take it in-house. I mean, they are now, like, the biggest conglomerate of ever, because they bought out... Uh, Fox went through this week, the yeah, deal. Yeah, like two days ago or a day ago, yeah. Yeah, so things are happening at Disney, and I, I believe we're going to be seeing a shift... And sometime in the next year, we'll be um, EA will be saying bye bye to that license yeah. that's getting them so much cash. Yeah, exactly. And besides, you know, say FIFA and Battlefield, I think said Battlefront mm-hmm. and and Anthem. What else has EA got for them? Um, Not that much. Apex. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> oh, look, the, I think the good thing about like, well, the big thing about EA is because that is that they are so big. Like they just. 
They go out everywhere. How big They're, are they? <laughs> how big are they? <laughs> They're massive. They just they just keep putting out games, and every single year, the top selling game of the year is usually FIFA. Like it. Yeah, it's FIFA or COD. Yeah, they sell so many fucking games because people keep buying them. They want the new skins, they want the new players, they want the latest updates, and that's what it's all about. So, mm. you know, they'll still cash out, you know, make some cash money, but they're not making quality games anymore. So, there we go. Yeah. Well, uh, I've got a wee bit of news as well. Uh, of course, we got the first character for Jump Force, the first DLC character confirmed for Jump Force. Ooh! So uh, I'll be able to provide a review for that uh, when he comes out. It will be the character Kaiba from Yu-Gi-Oh! Of course. So uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! is also, I, I said, you know, previously in my review, he's very OP. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now it looks like you're having an op- opposition to him and getting Kaiba. So okay. That'll be kind of cool. Uh, Just what we needed in a fighting game is more players with cards. Don't knock it till you try it. I'm just saying, just saying. Have you watched Yu-Gi-Oh before? <laughs> I'm just saying, another guy with cards in a fighting game. I mean... It's not just normal cards. He's got Obelisk the Tormentor. Oh, wow. He's like a magician. No, he's not. He's an Egyptian <laughs> Is god. Is this your card? No, the Egyptian Yu-Gi's got the Egyptian. Oh, okay. Okay, sorry. <laughs> uh, we also got PC Halo fans Yep. Uh, sent 343 Industries a shitload of pizza as a thank you okay. for having Halo the Master Chief Collection coming Ooh, to PC. Nice. Because during the uh, the the Xbox uh, I forgot what it's called, the Xbox Let's Let's Play or Xbox Insider. Yep. Um, they were talking about it and they were eating pizza throughout the whole thing, which was you know a bit of a running gag. So PC and Halo fans sent three four three heap of pizza as thank you for bringing Master Chief to PC. Nice. And then three four three have turned around and said, "Cool. Well, you now have a pizza skin, a, sp- a pizza skin for all your guns." Ooh, so I'd like a pizza scone as well. That'd be really nice. Baker's delight if you're listening. Yeah, there we go. Pizza scone. I mean sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> a pizza scone Funko Pop. <laughs> Today's episode brought to you by pizza scones. <laughs> uh, we've got the Left 4 Dead creators announce a new game with Warner Brothers Games. Did you see this? No, I did not. So previously, of course, we've got Left 4 Dead 1 and 2, Outstanding Outstanding Games. we got Evolve, which... Really good premise, executed poorly, mm-hmm. um, and it now looks like uh, Left 4 Dead creators are making a new game with Warner Brothers called Back for Blood, which will be a co-op zombie game with innovative multiplayer. Wait, is this? A, it's not a sequel, right? Nothing official of that yet. No. Okay, but it's the same developers making right. a co-op zombie game. All right. If they're Back for Blood, you would assume that they you had to go out for blood in the first instance. Left 4 Dead, Back for Blood. Oh, okay. It's still the four in the middle. Oh, I see. So I see what they did there. Maybe they can't use the, the title Left 4 Dead because it might be owned by Valve. Okay, yep. So they're, they're doing that, and it's like, well, we can still use the word for. Interesting. All right. So, so it's exactly the same premise as the previous games, which they can no they longer were, use the name yeah, for. Yeah, they were real good. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, I like it. I like so it. That's coming up. Uh, the Dragon Ball Xena fan, Xenoverse fans rejoice, or if you're looking to play the game, rejoice. Huzzah! Um, because we're getting Dragon Ball Xenoverse 2 Lite, or Lite Edition, which is a free version of Xenoverse you can download. Wait, so 2's already out? Yeah. Now and this is the... Two's like a... Um, sort of like how Destiny constantly got upgrades and patches and new content and all that sort of stuff. Xenoverse... 2 has been getting constant new patches and characters and maps and stuff. Nice, so, nice. previously we got that Dragon Ball Z Broly, uh, Dragon Ball Super Broly movie. A day later we got the DLC for that movie in the game. Okay. So that sort of stuff. Um, so, you can get Xenoverse 2 Lite, which is a free edition of the game, and you can play the first five story missions. You can do online battles and quests, and uh, any content that you cr- make during the Lite version, if you buy the game, carries over. Very nice. I like that. So, that's, that's pretty cool. 
Um, we, of course, got the Google Stadia. <laughs> Woohoo! That... Well, okay, I think that we should talk about this, because this is a big piece of gaming news. Brought to you by the developers of that dinosaur that jumps over cactuses. What? You know, when, the, when you get the lock screen, when the internet's out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, what else have they fucking done? Like those You haven't played this game? <laughs> the, the, pretty much everything I know from, like, Google is, like, Chrome extensions and... I don't know, man. It's going to... Yeah. Music. Well, yeah. Google Music. I don't know, man. I'm not... not. I don't know. I'm unsure how to feel. But, I mean, Google, they have more money than God, so... Well, yeah, so essentially this isn't actually... A, a, lot of, a lot of the press is reporting this as a console, but it's not actually a console. It's a service sort of like Netflix where you can live stream games to your television, to your smart devices, and you can use any controller you want to use, or you can use the Google Stadia controller, which is essentially just a controller. Yeah. That's not going to work for Australia because our internet is shit ass. We can barely stream Netflix. Yeah. Two people have Netflix on in my house. I ain't playing Xbox unless it's a single-player game. Yeah, and if both the people in your house are using Netflix, I can't use it because that's <laughs> all of the internet for the Southern Hemisphere. So it's gone. Like It goes pretty fast. And if you're using my Netflix, I can't log in because I'm only allowed three accounts. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so it's a streaming platform. It's not necessarily a console that you would go into store and, and physically buy, and then you'd get games that have Google Stadia in a white case or something like that. <sighs> so I'll stick with my traditional consoles it's yeah. like when Xbox One tried to do the we're not just a console we're a home entertainment unit we have you connect that you can connect to Skype and you can do this and everyone just went just make a fucking gaming console yeah you know what it reminds me of though and if you're, it's, it's, I'm getting sniffs of that um, little box that came out a, a few years ago uh, for Android gaming on your TV called the Ouya oh yeah 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 the like, controller was actually alright like by comparison to some of the others but like, the whole concept of it was, yeah. It was like it, a Steam box or something. Yeah, it was like a yeah. little, tiny little box that you could play Android games on your TV because, you know. Because you, you needed to play that? Angry Birds on the phone. Because <laughs> you can't get all of the resolution of the angry. You can't see the angriness you in the birds. The, not only can't you see the angriness, you can't see the pent-up frustration. In That's your right, own. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it feels a little bit like that. I just don't know if it's... And we'll, we'll wait and see. Streaming service for games could be interesting. Knowing you, you'll probably, you'll probably get it. You own everything. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Buy one, anyway. <laughs> Buy one, see what happens. Buy one, get one free. Um, speaking of gaming news, because I'm in the segment <laughs> of gaming news. That is a really relevant segue. Well done Thank for that. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, the character of Baptiste is now available in Overwatch, Ooh. who is a, a uh, aggressive healer, if you would say. Um, so. <laughs> wow. Sounds so painful. <laughs> Um, so his sort of main way of playing rather than compared to, to Mercy who generally sits back and heals and buffs everyone mm -hmm. is he can be in the front lines actually doing damage to enemies shooting them with a rifle yeah. and then um, sort of you know how Soldier 76 has the sort of the noob tube he can shoot grenades at people yeah, yeah same sort of thing but the grenades you would shoot at your allies to heal them mm, okay so okay. that sort of mentality um, he can high jump he has a, uh, a I forgot the name the he's got essentially a, a field barrier he can put down okay uh, invincibility barrier or something like that anyone inside the cone of vision does not die no matter how much damage they've taken okay all right so interesting it, it's pretty cool um we also have cuphead coming to the nintendo switch interesting which is yeah well xbox is going to the nintendo switch the in xbox live sort of the application server so yep. what you can get on your phone is going to the switch okay and now it looks like that cuphead which is a microsoft owned sort of game is, mm. is going to the switch 
Okay. Feels like, I mean, well, it was 2017 this came out, right? End of 2017? Yeah, about that, yeah. Feels a long time to be in transition to Switch. I don't know. It'll be an easy, I reckon it'll be an easy transition. It'll just be, of course, the controller moving over. Yeah. It'll also be very good of, of, you know, like we've done in the past, which is, you know, at a pub, take the two, you know, controllers out, bang, and just do two-player. Yeah. Um, but I think it's it's something good to see. It'd be like seeing something of uh, Uncharted coming to the Xbox. Like mm. Uncharted 1 to 4 coming to Xbox. That'd be like, whoa, what's yeah. going on here? It's a... It's maybe not Uncharted, but it's a it's an Xbox property owned by Microsoft. Yeah, sure. Going okay, well they seem to have a bit of a, a relationship now. Yeah, especially with I think Switch and uh, Xbox can play Minecraft together as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I, I'm I'm loving like more games getting ported to Switch. I I think they should just port fucking everything, get it over there as quickly as possible. And yes, we're seeing it more and more with new games that come out. Mm. They're the games that are suitable for it are getting released on Switch pretty much straight away. But I think, you know, getting some, giving more content across there can only be better for mm. what is almost quickly becoming one of my, my, maybe my favourite console. Wow. I'm really loving it. It's pretty cool. We can talk about that more later. But yes, no, it, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Like, yeah, I, I now that we get on the portable, but when I'm at home, I, I barely use it. See, I'm, yeah, I'm loving it. And it's I've actually. Like dead cells. There's a little bit of that. But I have upgraded to the Pro Controller as well. Okay. Uh, the wireless controller. And using that over using the little you know, the little buttons on the little handheld stuff is much, much better. It gives the a more at-home console experience. Okay. So, yeah, I'm just, just saying, just, just quietly, Sony's still my number one. But. But. Nintendo's catching up. It's coming pretty close. Yeah. Getting there pretty fast. Fair enough. <laughs> More content. <laughs> um, speaking of Microsoft, Sea of Thieves has had its uh, its one-year uh, anniversary of release. Of Congratulations. Course, of course it released. Well, that, that's, the, that's the whole thing. <laughs> so, of course, it released to uh, disappointing audi- a disappointing audience. It released to the sound of... Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> we picked up a copy of a couple of friends of our respective coffee. We had a little bit of fun with it for the first... I might have got a copy of- a couple of days early. <laughs> No, you took it back. <laughs> you took it back. I took it back because I knew I couldn't play it. But it, 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 it. Yeah. Um, so we played a couple of rounds of it. It was a lot of fun for the first couple of days, and then it sort of it, there was nothing to do. You just did the same thing over and over again, dig sure. up bones or kill skeletons. Well, uh, with the one-year anniversary coming up, which is the 30th of April, they're going to announce a plethora of new free content. Oh. So they've been doing that in relation to we're getting haunted ships just appearing and attacking you, sort of like Pirates of the Caribbean style. Mm-hmm. We have a Megalodon shark. That you that either randomly attacks you or you can summon it. The Meg, okay. Yeah. You can summon the Meg. All right. Yeah, it's like sounds you, good. You go into a certain area and you like you have like, you know, like a giant drum made out of the skin of a fucking shark or something like that, and you bang it while the, in unison to thunderstorms and call it. It's like this like ritual sort of summoning. It's pretty cool. I've seen some videos on it. Okay, okay. And uh, yeah. look, uh, see if these like we had fun with it. The couple of times we played, we had a good couple of sessions. Yeah, uh, where we had a group of us playing together, and it was it was really interesting. We were still learning the mechanics and figuring out what was going on. But well, I think it really like that second session we played really died really quickly. We were like, what are we doing? We're going over here. Why? Because there's stuff. <laughs> And it just, it, like, it got pretty old pretty fast. Yeah, so um, I, I have a, I'll, I'll bring it up after the news, but I have dipped, in, uh, dipped into Game Pass. Yeah, well, okay. Um, so I'll, I'll bring that up later as well. Lovely. Um, but yeah, I'm, I reckon I'll probably go back to see if these, especially with that being on Game Pass. Yeah, well, it's like, what, a dollar a month or something? Or? A dollar a month for the first month, so you can trial it out, and then it's $10 a month. 
I mean, essentially, that is like Netflix. Netflix. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So if you want more games, and I've got friends who who love it because they get into it on a regular basis. They're like Glenn. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, big shout out for Glenn. Uh, look, it, it really I is... I see you on Xbox playing Division 2. I'm waiting for that party invite. <laughs> he, just, he just adds me as a friend and just... Just ignores. Yeah. That's what I do, Glenn. Don't worry about it, buddy. Um, <laughs> but no, <laughs> but like, it's, if you're not re- really after the latest, most uh, you know, current game, then something like that can be really good because you wait a few months and it comes out on Game Pass. So Well, it's not even necessarily that. Like, I, When I got into Game Pass, I wanted to play one or two games because I couldn't be spending 30 or 40 bucks and then I was like they're separated into categories like AAA so on and so forth and then it's arcade or 8-bit side scrollers and stuff like that and I went oh I'll actually take a look at these like that's the, that's the money right yeah, there yeah, yeah like uh, with you talking so much of Dead Cells I'm like I actually want to give a crack to some of these games like Inside Out and all that sort of stuff they're, they're great games and they, like, they're usually games that would cost you about 15, 20 bucks maybe if you bought them like yeah. brand new and like but you're actually experiencing it for a really cheap price so uh, I'm, a, I'm not a salesperson for them but it's a really good option if it's you're into smart, that it's a smart idea yeah, yeah. absolutely um, and of course the last piece of gaming news I have is of course going back to Cuphead as uh, so we're getting an update for that game as well um, a lot of people oh, there was a lot of are they adding sources please tell me they're adding sources I think there is a character who's called Oh my god, I was joking, but yes. Okay, yeah, please continue. (laughs) There's three characters you can play as. Um, But a lot of people are wanting to play as uh, the blue character, Mugman, in single player, because you play as Cuphead when you play single player. So they're now giving you the option to play as Mugman in single player. There's going to be less loading times, because as a two-bit side... As a... Not two-bit, as a cartoon side scroll, it had long loading times. Yeah. Um, And, of course, we're getting some new challenges and some new new things here and there as well, so that's kind of cool. Okay. So I've got Cuphead. I get very frustrated at it, mm-hmm. very bad at it. But mm-hmm. it's, it's one of those games that, like, the first time I played it, my, uh, my wife came home and she went, "What are you watching?" And I'm like, "I'm not watching. I'm playing." She's like, "Where's your health bar and all that?" So I'm like, "It's not there." <gasps> Gasp! And she thought it was I was watching something. Yeah, it looked like what Steamboat Willie kind of thing. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, I, I don't know. I just. I think we've talked about this. I've missed the boat on this one, and I, I kind of didn't appreciate I, it. I want to talk about the boat and what the or the, the, the hype the train. Steamboat. The steamboat. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Fuzzy, of course, we have a sponsor. Who is our sponsor? Our sponsor is the guys, Culture Shock Collectibles. Mr. Michael. Yes. Yes, they're awesome. They do collectibles. <laughs> And all sorts of things that are are culture related. (laughs) I know you wrote written notes down. I was waiting for you to do the notes thing, but then again, you didn't write the intro either. So let's let's just go with that. (laughs) I've written notes. (laughs) Uh, Yes, of course. So they are your. They are mine, but also now yours. Your one-stop shop for uh, high-end collectibles. So not only do you get the Funko Pops, which of course everyone loves Funko Pops. Fuzzy and I have a bet for Ubisoft. Ubisoft for Funko Pops. Yes, we do. Still standing. Um, But uh, they've also got high-end collectibles such as one-one scale replicas. You can get Acromans. Trident. I'm contemplating it. Okay. Um, you can get uh, the Hot Toys and Sideshow figures, and you can even get some cool statues that they can bring in. Wait, is this the Trident with five or three prongs? Uh, five. Okay. It's so the Justice League Trident. Yep. Uh, the Fident. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, of course, uh, there's new stock coming in, and this week is the Emerald City Comic Con. Funko Pop exclusives, which are exclusive Ooh, Funko Pops you yeah, can get. They're doing like every single con, right? They're releasing new stuff. Something, yeah. yeah cool. Uh, so one of the ones you can get is classic comic book first appearance Thor. So like the big wing tipped uh, oh, yeah. helmet and yeah. the actual like painted on realms and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and you can get some, there's a really, really cool Namekian dragon from uh, the Namekian Shenron uh, port, 
Portuga. Port, uh, I swear he's speaking English. <laughs> the uh, the Namekian dragon from the uh, Dragon Ball series. Which oh, is, there we go. Which is yeah. really, really cool. Sure. Um, so, of course, you can head over to cultureshockcollectibles.com and check that out. Of course, $50 free shipping, which is pretty cool. Nowhere else really offers that. Yep. Uh, tell them that um, Fuzzy and Dirty sent you, and they will um, probably kick you out of their website. <laughs> Of course, they will also be at Supernova Melbourne. Oh, yeah. Which we may be. Mm, maybe. 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 And they've got $10 Mystery Funko Pops, which is really cool. Nice. So yeah. we'll be getting at least four of those. Well, well, think about it. You spend, you know, you buy two Funko Pops rather than paying shipping. You spend less to get a Mystery Funko Pop. It's yeah. free shipping. I'm, see, I'm the kind of guy, though, that will go in and go, yes, I will get, you know, four you know, Mystery Funko Pops and they will be four Pepper Pots from Iron Man 3. It'll I be something it. stupid like that. I think... Uh, I'm that kind of... Gl- I've got that luck. When Michael came on for the Ant-Man, epi- Ant-Man and the Wasp episode... Ant-Man he, and the Wasp. He bought a um, uh, Mystery Funko Pop for me. And of course mm-hmm. I opened it. And I got uh, Crossbones from Civil War. And I went, <laughs> yeah. And everyone goes, who the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> Good old crossface. Yes. yes. So of course you can check them out at cultureshockcollectibles.com and uh, yeah, essentially check them out. We're on their Facebook page, uh, on their uh, website now. As well. Yeah, fantastic. So yeah. looks 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 flashier than our own website, which we don't have. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, uh, when we talked about Devil May Cry Five, and I provided my review for that when Michael was on, I gave you a challenge, and last week I actually provided you with said challenge fuzzy yes and I was going to bring the game back for you but I threw it in the bin um, <laughs> <laughs> you know who's also really angry because I, I, I get forewarning to our uh, to our co-host Tom of your thoughts and he has some words for you oh okay have you written them, them down or are they just like off the cuff <laughs> I don't need to read them I don't need to write them down because he's messaged them to you <laughs> it's more of an emotive feeling and yeah it's more of a you're going to get hurt <laughs> <laughs> I'll just wait till he hears what I have to say about Lord of the Rings this week. <laughs> just because you weren't a hobbit or, no, a dwarf or an elf, because you're in the middle ground. <laughs> too short for an elf, too tall for a dwarf. What do Mother we have? fucker. What do we have? A Peter Jackson, you. F- I'm going to fucking stab you. Anyway, <laughs> I'm going to stab you dressed that's, as that's a Santa a, Claus. That's a story. That'll be meta as fuck. Someone stabs Peter Jackson dressed as a Santa Claus. Hot From reference. your favourite yeah, movie. Yeah, there yeah, we yeah. go. Come on. That would be meta as fuck and a great way to go out. Or stab, stab him dressed as a hobbit. Oh, yeah. Mm. It's Martin Freeman. <gasps> there we go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm on board for that. All right. So, yes, the homework this week uh, for me, because I've, I'm not part of the Devil May Cry cult. Yeah. Okay. I'm saying cult because, you know, you guys Devils. are a cult. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, like I, I'm not part of that. I never played these games. Uh, they never interested me. Yep. I was always looking at other games and other other styles. The game style was not what I play, and yeah, I was like, nah, fuck that, not interested. Yep. Um, so, Duty and Michael both sent me a challenge last week to play Devil May Cry Three, which is from the Devil May Cry TM HD Collection. Yes. Wow. <laughs> So, let me just say... I've got to put my microphone down. <laughs> I, I, I cracked this open uh, this week, and this was the start of my disappointing game week. <laughs> I got through up to uh, Cerberus, the three-headed ice dog hound thing, and I literally went, Bullshit! And put the controller down and walked away from the television. I was so disappointed. 
I was expecting something more, man. All right, so I was especially. Let me, let me, just, let me, let me, let me just, just stop you there. I, I just want to say you're given a game HD you're, collection. You're given a game for homework. You get up to the first boss at the end of the first level, and you give up. I didn't give I'm up. I'm not going to give you any new game releases anymore because you won't finish them. Oh man, I will finish them. I'll play the shit out of them because they will be much better than this piece of crap. I don't think you get past the first fight in Mortal Kombat. You go, I've played it before. Oh, I, see, do. I know what a combat is with a K. Uh, <laughs> did you? Okay, so you you got it to Cerberus. I, I eventually passed that. I passed Cerberus and went on to the next boss, which was the floaty dragon thing in the, the centipede dragon thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I went now. Fucking done. Like, I, it's it's the grind. It's the grind that I just don't get. Grind? The grind of this game, like to like power yourself up enough to like take these bosses out. Like it just, I don't know, man. I, I just it feels it's like not necessarily a, a grind. It's for starters, what difficulty did you put it on? I don't know. Yellow. There was a yellow and gold option. Now I'm not sure what the two difference the difference between they're those just, two is. They're different editions of the game. Okay, so. You probably they didn't explain that at fucking yeah. all. So, so <laughs> the yellow- menu system of this game is atrocious, by the yeah. way. Okay, so yellow is the original release of the game okay. when it first came out. Yeah. Um, the US release of the game had, as its normal difficulty, the Japanese hard. So, of course, a lot of people went, this is too hard, and turned it off. Oh, look, it wasn't too hard. Like, I didn't find it too hard. I found the combat style a little bit boring, the... Um, the camera was fixed in some scenes, this, but yeah, then floating in some, and but yeah. it was limited floating. It was really bizarre. You could control it a little bit, but only when they fucking told you. And that made it. Yeah, I, I know. And I, look, I take all of that with a grain of salt. And yeah, I understand that there are some things that have improved in time with these styles of games. Yeah, but. For, for what I'm playing currently, there is no nostalgia factor to go back to a game that's just going to frustrate the fuck out of me because I know games can be better. Wouldn't you necessarily say that for a game? Let's say let, let's say you play Metal Gear Solid Five. You really yeah. really like it, and yeah, yeah. you want to go back and play One to Four. Yeah, it's the same sort of thing. A little bit, but, 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 but no, no, you but had a free camera. Metal Gear Solid One, you had a fixed that camera everywhere you went. But you see, there's a difference to that because there's a nostalgia factor to me for me because I played that and experienced it before in the past, and I can potentially enjoy the experience again because I'm reliving something I've done. There's got to be a game that you've picked up that's an entry in a series that you've had no experience to, you've enjoyed it, and then gone back and played the previous ones. Maybe. I don't know, man. Like um, most of the time, Halo. I'm, uh, yeah, no. See, I played Halo when it first came out. As you know, that was my experience was mm. seeing Halo when it first w- was around, which was great. Okay, I really enjoyed it. All of that stuff. That's there is a nostalgia factor to these games. I will still, lo- I will have loved the experience, but I don't want to go back and play it because I look at it now and I am a graphics whore, as we've yeah, discovered. The, the games, of course, they're, they're a HD collection, so they're sixty frames a second and and and, and 1080p. <laughs> But they're not, I don't know if they need it though. <laughs> they're not uh, graphically scaled in relation to Resident Evil to Resident Evil Two remake. That sort of they're and not completely redone. And I will say, th- and th- there is a there is a big difference in here though that uh, the cutscenes for this are still pretty much in the original graphics. Yep. And like the, but the combat scenes have quite a lot updated, which is really interesting. So the the combat yeah. characters look look actually quite nice. So some of the animations in there are pretty cool. Yeah. It's when you're doing the cutscenes, it looks fucking atrocious. They'll be the original cutscenes, yeah. You know what it reminds me of? It reminded me of Time Crisis. 
Yep. The old uh, pop-up shooter arcade thing. Loved that game. So hard. It was great. Very blocky graphics. Well, it's not hard. It was not hard, but I, I, I'm fucking great at that game, by the way. Time Crisis 2, one of my favourite nah, games. Nah, number one. No, two. You start in the submarine bay. Two is bay. the best, buddy. You start in the submarine bay. One was okay, two was bad. Anyway, back to this game. <laughs> but it reminds me of that kind of blocky graphics. Um, also, original Tomb Raider series, that kind of stuff. It's like, not that bad. It's not that bad, but very... Like, yeah, 2005. If yeah. you went to Devil May Cry 1, fair enough, that's a 2001, 2002 game, I think, Devil May Cry 1. Yeah. But, okay, so you... You played you play three. Yes. You got up to the second boss. Yeah. And that's when you decided to give up. I had a couple of cracks at the second boss and was learning the mechanics for how to beat it. And then when I figured out what the mechanics were, I was like, I'm not sitting here for the next half an hour, half trying, an hour. To, trying to defeat this boss. It's not half an hour to defeat a boss. It's like... You're doing it wrong. <laughs> yeah, probably. Like, I figured out like how to dodge him and how to work out to attack him. And it just it wasn't interesting me. I wasn't... Uh, yeah... Uh, not interested in that at all. Right. So what did you think of the character Dante? <laughs> wow. What a cock. <laughs> yeah. He's, I think, like in the first game, he's 18-ish. I ran yeah. that sort of, that young, you know. So wait, isn't this a prequel to... Yeah, so the three is the first one in relation okay, to so the Okay, so is he 18 line. in this one, or is he younger than that? He's about 18-ish, yeah. Because he's got a age. detective agency. Or something. It's it's sort of like um, in a church. Michael, Michael J. Uh, Fox from uh, Frighteners. He's got a paranormal. He's a paranormal. Yeah, but Michael J. Fox is thirty years old in that fucking movie. Well, when your dad's a fucking <laughs> demon prince. All right, okay. You're so, gonna want to. So he's an eighteen-year-old like. private detective who sits around his office, just basically a giant empty space with a desk, eating pizza with his shirt off. That's his first. Like that's essentially that's you moving into your new house. That's what we did. I am. Fucking right. Yes. Did we not have pizza? Yes. Yes. Okay. Was your top not off? Yes. Shut up. Look, a really interesting character. I think though that this game really is. It's a game for the fans. Chronologically, it's the in the the game world timeline. It's the first game. Yep. But I think in. And what they do in the game, it really, you need to have known the character before walking into it. Because I'm walking into it cold turkey, and I think you need to have seen a bit of this character to appreciate the nostalgia value of him. Okay. And so the previous iterations, like, they just, they, there is no helping hand into the series. It's just like, this is a guy. Someone Guy in his store, guy walks in, and then puppet demons came in. No fucking idea who that was. Like, it just everything yeah, was weird. so, of course, you didn't get necessarily that far. You heard the character Virgil. Did you see the character Virgil? Uh, I think you see him in one of the cutscenes at one stage. I did go back afterwards and watched a bunch of the boss fights. Yeah. Like, as a, you know, you, because you can go in as a higher-level character and just go and replay these boss fights. Some of the, the graphics and things that they do are fucking amazing, but... I just don't have the patience or time for that. Like, I was just sitting there going, nah, not interested. No, I'm like, I've got enough grindy games in my life at the moment that I didn't feel the need to grind this one out. I'm going to love your next challenge. (laughs) (laughs) Look, I I fully can appreciate that people will love this game. And I'm not trying to knock it for people that love it, because if you love it, fucking love it. Go for it. Go nuts. It is not for me. Anyone who is who has not played this game before, I don't know, man. I I think you might want to go up to a more modern game like Five, and, and maybe if you try like that. Go backwards. Exactly okay. right. I think if you can experience something in a modern day setting and then go back, I don't think it's old enough yet to be retro as such. 
Like it just yeah, yeah okay yeah it needs to be another ten years before that's going to be fully retro. At this stage, there's too much of a direct comparison to current stuff. All right, Viv, I, I don't think I can necessarily ask you if you had a review for this game because I, I didn't play. Enough. I look, I played like two, three hours of this game, and yeah. All right. Well, would you like to know what your next challenge is? We've gone to that little bit of that that quiet period in relation in relation to new release games. Sure. There was that that, sure. that little bit of a, a stretch out. We, of course, you know, we've got Destiny and Anthem to sort of that would generally bite our times. But yep. you know, we can't just keep talking about those two games. Yep. Upcoming end game stuff for Division Two as well. I'm getting close. Yep. yep. So this is your challenge. Okay. Right. Maga. Sign up to Game Pass because I think we should do a Game Pass challenge. You give me a game on Game Pass to play and review. Okay. And likewise for you, sort of like you know Netflix and Swill. They they talk about shows on Netflix. We sure. Should, you know, for some downtime, review a game that's on Game Pass. All right, okay. I'm going to give you the exact same thing in relation to, to this, but two. You can spend the same amount of time if you like, because understandably, you know, you have a normal life. <laughs> Devil May Cry 4, which it came out 2006, so the graphics are, of course, a hell of a lot better. Are they, though? Xbox 360, PlayStation 3. Okay. Nicety. Okay, okay. And you start as a brand new character, not Dante, called Nero. Okay. Right? Then... I don't want to play another Devil May Cry game. That's fine. <laughs> then you've got the controversial, I think, 2012 reboot of the series DMC, both on Xbox Game Pass. Why do I have to play more of the thing that I don't want to play? I just want to get your thoughts on, of course... Uh, DMC versus Devil May Cry? That, but, of course, you know, you've said that you, when Devil May Cry 3 starts, it's... Door opens. I don't know who this is. Bang it. Off we go. Where, of course, you've, you've gone back and you've played different. Like, fans will have played one and two and then will appreciate three better. Yeah. Four is, I would say, might be easier because you don't play as Dante. You play as another character. Sure. And then DMC reboot is a complete reboot of this year. Like, it's a it's an Elseworld. Look, I am not going to play the game that caused the creator to almost quit his, like, career. So, no. No, no, no. <laughs> I won't be playing DMC. <laughs> both on Game Pass. I'd say... An hour into both. An actual, uh. and not menu hour, gameplay hour. That's uh. only two hours of gameplay. From there you can go, I like this, then you can keep playing if you want to keep playing, or then you can just turn it off. Okay. It's a Game Pass game as well. Okay. Fair enough challenge? All right. If I play that, yeah. you have to play uh, for at least... Is it on Game Pass? No, well, it's something that you've already got the game code for. All right. I sent you the key, Planetary Dust Off. Next week's review. Yes, there we go. There we go. So, yeah. Planetary. Oh, <laughs> Why am I playing more of this shitty series? I mean, I love it. For you guys. Love your games. Whatever. Uh, it's not for me. Two hours of Planetary Dust Off for me. Yeah. An hour of DMC 4. Devil May Cry 4. And then DMC. Why do I have to play both? Like, one hour of each. One hour of each. Oh, fuck. All right. But that's a, that's a good that's the good thing with Game Pass. When I found a game I liked, I downloaded, I played. Like, sure. there, there's no uh, there's no buffer or anything like that. Or you know, sign into Game Pass. It's just once you're in it, it's just bang installed. Bang, Game installed. Pass, you know, you know, sponsors, shit, you know. Yeah, I, I, you know, I'll put that on a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually uh, bummed that I didn't get onto Game Pass sooner because as soon as I saw the library, I went, holy shit! Half the games I went out and bought are hundreds of dollars of. That's it. Yeah, so. and I, I mean, I like all my free games on like um, I've got both of the online stuff. Um, yeah, so games of gold and um, did, did PS you, Plus. Did you play as a Metal Gear fan? Of course, we know you're a Metal Gear fan. Did mm-hmm. you play Revengeance, which was the Raiden game? Uh, no. Okay, uh, the guys who made that game 
made Devil May Cry. So it's the same development team. Okay, so they're both fucking nuts. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I get it, I get it. I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah, all right. Well, I'll give it a try. We'll see how we go. Next week's episode. Yeah, and Duty will play, be playing the indie game Smash Hit that released like a month ago, uh, Planetary Dust Off. I will. And he will be giving us his uh, full review of that at some stage. Next week. Yes, that's right. Just Duty. Like you and Devil May Cry 4 and DMC. <laughs> I hate myself already. But You're going to hate Dante and DMC. <laughs> You're going to fucking hate I already him. do. No, no. You're going to hate him. He's, I mean, uh, does he get his shirt off again? Yeah. yeah. He starts... The game starts off... Uh, what a what a fucking I, I idiot. Just, I want to... I can see why you like it. Can but, you? Yeah. <laughs> I just, I just want to find some way for you to record your audio during the first cutscene in DMC. It'll just be, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Um, yeah, so there's your challenge. There we go. Well done. You bastard. <laughs> yeah, boy. <laughs> All right. Um, Duty, what have you been up to this week, mate? What have you been playing? This week, I have been playing the new Australian. Four years in the waiting Australian operators for Rainbow Six Siege. Fuck me dead. What a what a game that's been. It's it's an outstanding, <laughs> realistic shooter. Once you're dead, you're out for that round and you respawn into the next round. The bullet mechanics, it's a it's a so polished and balanced game, it's as all things should be. It's Thanos' favourite game. <laughs> it's it's a really, really good game. If you haven't played it, go out and do yourself a favour. But I'm here to review the operators Mozzie and Gridlock, the Australian operators that just been released. First operators Struth. for year four. Truth. First operators for year four. Uh, and they're okay. Whoa, that was a big pause. That was a big fucking pause. Um, okay. <laughs> so, so these are these are oh, cool. So, Gridlock is the attacker. So, there's an attacking team and a defending team for each round of Rainbow Six. Sure. Gridlock is a uh, a, uh, a attack- transformer. Yep. The one of the best. Yeah. Um, her ability is she can throw these sort of grenade-like cattle caltrops, but rather than them just being standard sort of you know little pinballs yeah yeah they're actually giant mats that go out that are covered in spikes okay but not only is it just you throw out a mat and that's it the actual mats keep sort of bouncing out so you can actually sort of cover it's you can cover a whole hallway by throwing one grenade because it just keeps sort of exploding and expanding upon itself oh okay sort of like sort of like foam like you shoot it and then it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger but it keep it keeps just throwing out these spiky mats so she's good for anti-roamers so if you you know breach in through a particular wall you're facing you know behind this wall is the enemy I don't want someone coming from behind me I want to throw these mats behind me so if someone runs through it they'll take damage I'll hear it and they'll pop up saying they're there unless they're going through going oh dear, oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. <laughs> I don't want to fucking know about it that's the only sound effect that will be acceptable in those circumstances no, it's, just, it's, just, it's just it sounds like metal rustling and then just uh, uh, uh. that's how you can tell someone's Going through those things. I mean, though, you do play this on Xbox, so that's pretty much everyone on chat, right? Just yeah, jerking it. It's Zach going, shut up! <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, so Gridlock is an attacker who, uh, her ability is she can essentially block off corridors or secure any sort of uh, routes around her, but sides <coughs> in front. She's come in handy once. I know a lot of go- Aussie girls that could secure a route or two, mate. Come on. <laughs> Anyway, continue. <laughs> Aussie jokes, whatever. So she's come in handy once, and of course, 
it, the game turns into a stalemate if there's one on one member from each team left. The timer has run out, and you're both in the room to either defend the room or secure the room. Sure, sure. So it just goes to the same man. Whoever dies, whoever leaves the room, that's it. And I've used her floor mats to actually block off the entire distance between me and the enemy. So if the enemy yeah. tries to rush me, he'll get slowed down, he'll take oh, damage. Oh, 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 oh. Yep, yep. That's the only time she's come in handy. She's very loud when she moves. She's The more armor the character wears, the louder they are when they walk. Sure. So, so she's, she's pretty heavily armored, yeah. She's heavily armored. Her character model isn't heavily armored, but it says she's heavily armored. Like, she's wearing <laughs> I mean, leggings and a singlet. <laughs> well, I was about to say, this is a female computer game character. Of course she's heavily armored, even though she's wearing a fucking bikini. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so she's very loud when she moves. She's got a very large hitbox compared to the other characters as well. <laughs> I mean, come on, you're just setting these up for me now. No. <laughs> she's a really... <laughs> shut up. <laughs> She's a good operator, I think, when you're working together as a team, but she's not a great operator for solo or if you're playing by so yourself. So if you're down the last couple of players and you are playing as her, you're in trouble. Yeah, it's easy for the enemies to hit you. Like, you, the actual uh, rendering of the hitboxing area is very large compared to everyone else. Is that, like, is she, like... She's a larger character. Okay. Uh, there's, there's no problem with that at all. I think the only thing I find is she's three... I think she's three armor, one speed, so she's slow... But she's heavily armored, so she can take a couple more hits. Okay. But her character model is not actually wearing armor, so I'm like, it just doesn't add up. Cause, that, yeah. And it's really bizarre because you get like, um, you get some of those big breaches and stuff like that. They're wearing huge armor pads, and yeah. like they look massive. And I think that's one of the realism factors of this game that everybody's enjoyed. Yeah. Is like, you know, oh, he's a heavily armored character. You can see it, and you can understand why he makes noise when he moves because yeah. he's covered in plate armor. Yeah. Like that. That sort of makes sense. That doesn't necessarily make sense for Gridlock. She's got a uh, a heavy machine gun and a assault rifle for her two weapons. Okay. Uh, fans, I the first thing I noticed was her heavy machine gun is the same heavy machine gun the Winter Soldier uses, which in Civil okay. War. So I thought that's kind of cool. Nice. Um, and then, yeah, she's oh, it's got that clip that goes out the uh, the side top. clip. Yeah. yeah, fuck yeah. So she's got I like that. that sort of gun. Yeah, yeah that's nice. Um, of course, you can put uh, you can instantly put grips on and sights on and stuff like that to instantly uh, sort of stabilize. Mm-hmm. I think she's really good for team play, but I feel her ability isn't necessarily new. So there's a defender who can throw caltrops down. And they're poisoned. Yeah. And uh, essentially, her ability is caltrops, but rather than just a small little tiny area is mm. a bigger area to use to block a fear. It's not a new idea. It's just improved uh, and slightly altered. Okay. That's well, my biggest gripe. I, I want to maybe I'll put a pin in that point, but let's let's yeah. talk about the second character that came out as well. So Mozzie is the defender. So he yep. is a two-speed armor, two-speed Mozzie the fucking Aussie, by the way. Can we just... Which, get, you're going to get really annoyed at this. His I'm name, already no, fucking no, annoyed. His name is Mozzie. Yeah. They're Australian operators. So they call him Mozzie or something like no, no, that? The Australian operators, his name is Mozzie, he wears uh, body armour and it's got his surname on his body armour, like, uh, you know, you would have fucking your surname on Yeah, it's like Mozzleteen or something. No, it's Goose. There's already a character in the game called Maverick. Why do they not call him Goose? Why? Right. Why? (laughs) Oh, because it has to sound like Aussie. Yeah, no, fuck that. So, Mozzie's uh, ability is he can throw these, or he actually shoots them from sort of a, essentially a, a slingshot gun. He actually puts them in the end of a slingshot and fires it. They're these little tiny mosquito drones 
that can actually hijack attacking drones. So this sounds like the worst fucking character. <laughs> I'm so I'm angry. Like every time you say another word, I'm more angry <laughs> than the last word that you so just said. What? Uh, what? A def- as soon as the round starts, defenders have thirty seconds to fortify the room and get mm-hmm. themselves ready mm-hmm. for an eventual attack. Sure. You can uh, block off uh, doors. You can reinforce walls. Uh, some particular def- uh, defenders can actually put down these jammers that as soon as a drone comes into its signal, it instantly shuts them off. Raspberry? So like, raspberry? Jam. Right. <laughs> Lone uh, Star! Right. <laughs> Sorry, Mo- Spaceballs reference yeah, there. Nah. Mozzie's ability that is if any drone gets into its tiny Mozzie's zone, is the Mozzie actually jumps onto the drone and hijacks it so Mozzie can actually use the drones. So you essentially hijack enemy drones and you can use them to actually your own advantage. Oh, seriously, it's giving me a fucking ice cream headache listening to you talk about this guy. That's his ability. It sounds so fucking stupid. So he's a defensive operator who sh- whose ability he is can he hijack- drops uh, little robotic mosquitoes that hijack enemy drones that come into its field. So then Mozzie, the operator, can hijack the drones to actually look outside rooms where other cameras aren't. So... He's a bit redundant because there is a character called Mute, which instantly blocks out drones. Yeah, just sweet. You see, an, you see a drone blocked out from the operator. The first thing your team's going to do is shoot the drone. Yeah, I don't want people to see me. Or if that thing blows, the drone's free again. No. So if you're playing as Mozzie, all of my drones got shot out. Everyone went drone and shot it, and I'm like, no, that's me. So it's a lot of trial and error with that character. And there's another character, a defender called Valkyrie, who throws cameras. So not only do you have your cameras inside the inside the, the level, which you can defenders can use to look around, Valkyrie can throw cameras anywhere she wants. She can throw three cameras, which allow viewpoints. Yeah, but see, it yeah. would have been what it would have been great is if you like you know if you hijack the drone and it automatically like a return to sender kind of thing turns the drone into a bomb and it fucking kamikazes the original guy right? controlling it. Something like that would have been fucking great. That would have been a different twist on what you've already got. It, but it, just it might make them necessarily the drone OP, but it could do like ten or twenty damage, like nothing something stupid insane. like that. Yeah. yeah, but like I, I just think there's yeah, like listening to you to describe these two characters, it sounds like yeah they've they've got characters that do very similar things already. Yeah, I don't know whether or not they're running out of ideas or if it's just. The the, yeah. the the depth that they've already got in the current roster, which is fucking huge. See, but that's, like that, that's, that it just I think there's too much there, and like they may be just not with the enough last, different. I think two actual seasoned uh, operators we got. Alibi throws um, holograms of herself. That's and pretty fucking cool. The enemy shoots a hologram and instantly pings where the enemy is. Yeah. So I was like, cool. Someone cool. got the hologram. He's over there. That's one idea. What's that's the, what's the, uh, what else do we get? Another one is floor traps. So there's a character called Frost. She puts down a floor trap. Anyone who walks into it instantly like caught in a bear trap. They can't get out. They can't move. It's like a big piece of flypaper. Yeah. Or, or a bear trap. Well, it is a bear <laughs> trap. So essentially, no one can get out of it unless, of course, you're killed or... Uh, or a bear comes along and lets you out. Because <laughs> it's a bear trap. That's yeah. how they work. Yeah. Oh, sorry. That's for me. <laughs> uh, oh, someone, of course, you know, lets you out of it. Hey, uh, boo-boo. Another uh, most recent operator we got is, uh, I can't recall the character's name, but her ability is she shoots these little sonic grenades from her gun yep. that if anyone walks into its into its field, it instantly explodes and it actually pushes you over. So it's called an air jab. So it actually knocks you down. Jab. Yeah. 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 Um, so, what's the point of having someone who is anti-Rome by throwing these like giant floor mats at, rather than these air grenades that not only make noise, they knock the person down, so you can like, go, they're knocked down, and shoot them before they get back up. 
<sighs> just uh, yeah. doesn't work. Yeah, I don't know if there's and a lot of. There depth. was a heated discussion. Of, well, not there was a semi-heated discussion about this last night on a, on a chat we've got that mm-hmm. these new operators aren't new. It's just more of the same. More of the same with a slight difference. There's there's no there's nothing. But now they've got a hat. Just yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. And uh, there is a there, there is a road uh, uh, upcoming DLC roadmap for Year Four of Rainbow Six Siege. Yeah, wow. The first one is uh, Australian operators. We're getting some more American ones and so forth. No Kiwi operators. The next one I'm excited for is give me a damn Kiwi yeah. operator and make them awesome. Yeah, I don't know if you can do that now. Oh yeah, I'm the yeah, just yeah, shout out. But yeah, it's yeah. shout out for Crash. Like, a lot of the uh, but just uh, in regards to that, a lot of the Siege operators American. Or, or British or German and like there's 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 no Sri Lankan operators there's 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 in relation to oh, this is a massive massive worldwide game it's like you've got Australians and let's have you know let's have Kiwis let's have Sri Lanka let's have Thailand let's have all these different countries rather than just Americans and, and okay we're going to do Australia but now we're going to go back to the US now we're going to go back to Italy like we're going to go back to some of these countries I'm like no don't go back to countries you've already done go to new countries I will say that uh, like going back to one of my favorite books of all time Rainbow Six uh, like the the initial like setup was like European and American based operators so it was essentially 50% yeah. American 50% European I get it from that that aspect. I would actually like to see them do some legacy stuff and go back and do like original operators from the book. That'd be fucking cool. But you yeah, know, characters. Yeah, yeah, get some characters in there. It'd be pretty awesome. But I think this like, yeah, because they've got what another two characters in this season. Three, I think. Okay. It's, it's every quarter they release a, a, a pack of char- two characters. I, I'm just going to say this is year. F- we're now talking about year four. Yeah. Of this game. Yeah. It still looks great. It still plays great. It's, it's and they're still re- fun game. They're still releasing content. Admittedly, not the biggest steps that we'd like to see. Yeah. But they're still bringing out stuff. That's huge. Yeah. That says everything you need to know about this game is a multiplayer experience. It's amazing. It's really fun. Yeah. If you haven't played Siege before, definitely get on. It's got... The, the only problem is because it's a, it's a realistic game, there's, been a, there's a lot of people who have been playing since day one got a very high learning curve yeah that's that's every the big kill thing. you get feels like a victory in relation to like you know you've you've won the the fucking career mode in fifa or something like everything feels great once you get it i will say my half dozen kills that i've got uh, all felt pretty awesome yeah just that, learn how to lean that, yeah. <laughs> yeah that one thing of like you see someone's head pop out just to take a quick look and it's like you're already aiming at that spot bang. yeah yeah look this game is built for pro controllers so definitely get into it if you've got a pro controller but yeah. look it's a lot of fun and i will say as a as a shooter as a realistic shooter not the arcadey styles that we've felt with a lot of other games like your apexes and your overwatches yeah. and your <laughs> 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 Sorry, I can't finish the word. Um, the other game that Paul really likes. Uh, this week's episode will have, of course, Fortnite. Fortnite. Okay, there we go. Uh, yeah, so like they're they're very arcadey styles, very cartoonish. This is very much a gritty vibe, and it is unforgiving in its in its awesomeness. So yeah, yeah. Look, really enjoy it, and I'd like to see you know some something new from them. Like just give us some new characters that look new and awesome, and some new abilities. Surely they've got something they can pull out. Yeah, I think I think there's with the countries they've already used. I, I would like to see more diversity with more countries. There's so many better options you can choose from. Sure. Rather than let's go back to the US. I'm like you've done the US about three or four times. Like Canada was really cool as a DLC. Okay. So there's, there's like imagine a Greenland operator. Do they kill people? Sorry. Well, the bear trap ones are Canadian ones. Oh, there we go. Yeah. I mean, I mean, bears. Absolutely, there's bears Polar in bears. Canada. 
<laughs> but like, imagine like a Greenland or, or, or something like that. That'd be sick. Sure. Finland? Yeah. 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 Other um, lands. Of course, the, the one thing to know anytime you play Rainbow Six, Siege, uh, Rainbow Six Siege, when a new operator comes out, is of course, everyone wants to play the new operator. Yeah, that's just how it is. They've got the new operator, they want to use them straight away. That's fine. That's Of course, when someone picks it, you can't pick it. Yeah. The problem with Rainbow Six Siege, though, is the game has a team killing option because it's very realistic. A lot of the time when I picked it, that Mozzie or Gridlock, I was instantly killed because they wanted it. I got it first. They were annoyed. Now, what Rainbow Six Siege does, if you kill someone in your team twice, you're kicked from the game and you're banned from the game for half an hour. Oh, wow. So they're very anti-team kill, which is great. The other problem is, if you've got a group of... Because it's a five-on-five -five game. I was playing Force by myself. A lot of the times, I was with four other randoms who were all in a party together. So they were taking turns killing me because I was picking the operators first. Wow. So it got to the point where... Last round, they all couldn't kill me, and it was like, you know, this is the final round, you know, we all need to work hard. I blew out all the walls, I blew out all the windows, I didn't reinforce anything, I killed myself, and then I messaged the enemy team, they're hiding in this room. <laughs> wow, what a great game. Like, seriously, it's just fostering positive relationships amongst the gaming community. There are some toxic people on it, but if the, the good thing is, the toxic people, you can ban you can say report toxic behaviour, yep. and then for your next game, you won't get matched with them, which is something Ubisoft... Or Ubisoft have been doing outstandingly for them. <laughs> we got a fungo pop on there, buddy. Just make sure you say it right. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, well, look, um, yeah, stay tuned. We'll, uh, we'll have some more uh, from Rainbow Six Siege when they release more operators. Yeah, I'd say for this DLC, it's, it's a 6.5. Interesting, but as a team dynamic, they 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 work well with a team. But see, I I'm I'm surprised they didn't have like as well with like a hat with the corks coming down nope. over the front. Like that, see, all you can see is just corks everywhere, keeping the flies away. They do they do seasoned gun skins as well. So when the new DLC characters are announced, they do these like seasoned skins you can get for your guns. Yeah, we have a crocodile sort of pattern skin, which is kind of cool. Yeah, we have a sort of a surfboard one. Okay, and a shark one. <sighs> not a kangaroo one. There's no that now. Uh, yeah, kangaroo's not exactly a deadly animal, though, is it? Like, I'll hurt. Um, but uh, fans of the series prior to the the DLC coming out released a, what Australian operators as an idea, like yeah. their own fan made one. One of them was called Silk, Silk Spider, silent repelling gear that he could drop for a scene because repelling actually makes a lot of noise. Mm. I'm like, dude, that that's a great idea. I think there's, uh, there's some good ideas, buddy. We need, to, we need to table these back to the guys at Ubisoft. Ubisoft. <laughs> and uh, we'll, uh, yeah, I think we'll let them know what's what. Yeah. We, we, got the, we got the good. <laughs> but yes, of course, Rainbow Six Siege, great game. If you've got a group of friends, go, you've got to give it a crack. Mm -hmm. But Fuzzy, what do we got next week? Um, next week, which we probably haven't discussed at this stage. Oh, no, we have. We have? Yeah. You tell me then. <laughs> We're, I'm reviewing the new... Oh, not new. It's a month old. Uh, wow. What's it called? Oh, Planetary Dust Planetary Off. Planetary Dust Off. Yeah, yes, that's thank it. You. Yeah. And you're reviewing... Oh, Devil May Cry 4 and DMC, apparently. Yeah. Run DMC. Got some good stuff. <laughs> um, we also might have a little bit of a look at uh, the Lego Movie 2 tie-in video game because the Lego Movie 2 is out today. Ooh. So, um, yeah, in tie-in with that, this game dropped about a month ago. <laughs> <laughs> and we have not got round to playing it, which should tell you everything that's going to cover the review. Well, yeah, we we don't necessarily want to spoil the movie by telling. No, you what no, 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 no. We we will. Um, <laughs> I don't think it will, uh, but we will definitely be talking about Lego Movie Two, the video game, uh, on next week's episode as well. Remember movie time games. Remember how good they were. Remember, no, when, ever. 
Into Wolverine, the Matrix? Wolverine. Oh, okay. Yeah, that Wolverine game. Bad movie. Bad movie. Game was great. We'll take that offline. All right. Well, that's that's it for this week. Thank you for joining us. And we'll be back next week with more video games. With more Devil May Cry. (laughs) Oh, fuck. I've been doo 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 saying, uh, you know what? You probably haven't heard it yet because you haven't fucking finished any of the games, but jackpot. No idea. And this is Fuzzy saying, never, ever, ever pre-order anything ever, especially, especially from EA. Thank you, Duty. Thank you, Fuzzy. This is Paul coming at you with the latest Fortnite, Fortnite in mid-March. And of course, we are now cruising through Season 8. And I want to talk to you a little bit today about two of the brand new modes of transport that have popped up on Fortnite. The first of which is the Driftboard, which has been around after a few months of delay. You can now jump on these Back to the Future inspired hoverboards and cruise across the map in style. Now, you can actually shoot while on these things, you can farm, you can revive allies, you can't actually accelerate too badly or build, but you can also get some wicked air if you use the vents that have now populated or popped up around the map. So they're a lot of fun. Good way to get across the map quick if you are in danger of being enveloped by the circle. Now, that seems to have met universal acclaim. The other addition to this season of Fortnite, the ballers, however, have copped their fair amount of shit. The competitive gaming community hates these ballers, these translucent to sort of ball domes which you jump in and you can scoot across the map in. They're actually pretty good. They don't go that fast, but you can use their little boost over and over and over again so you can really scoot across the map. And apparently a lot like planes from last season, some of these sort of bro players are jumping in these balls and just hiding in them because they have 300 health attached to them so that they can get to the end of the game and then run the gauntlet against some of the other players who are doing much the same. Now, apparently this is only for competitive players, this issue, because I have to say I've had no such problems in my games, nor have I run across too many people running in them. In fact, when I see them, they're pretty easy to kill. So I'm not quite sure what people are whinging and moaning about there. And that's really it for this week's Fortnite. Fortnite, nice to talk about some uh, additional things to the game. I have to say, if you have managed to kill someone with a pirate cannon, you're doing a hell of a lot better than me. This has been Paul from the Countdown Movie and TV Reviews reporting for Shaken Not Noob. I'll be back in a fortnight for, you guessed it, another fortnight fortnight. Cheers.